0: Hey buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail state!
1: Well, welcome into uh, special. Well, special is not the right word, but just a different show here. Uh, Obviously, you you know everyone knows the news by now, but Mike Leach passed away Monday at the age of sixty-one and we just want to do something a little different you know it's obviously a sad time for Mississippi State and the SEC Mike Leach's family and just everybody that really appreciated Mike Leach and you know but it doesn't have to all be sad though Shane you know what I mean yeah you treasure these people because because what they gave you and what they had and mm-hmm. I did it with, with our buddy JC Sherbert I was on his show uh just today kind of talking about this and something that kind of had hit me, and I wanted to just make note of, uh, you know, Mike Leach was the only guy that was not a head coach in the SEC that we played his (laughs) clips regularly (laughs) on this show, and we just hoped and prayed that one day he would find his way to the SEC, and it happened, and it was a great ride, but it was cut tragically
2: short. You know what? Yeah, it really was, man, and uh fans of the show know you know when he was up there in washington i mean we've been fans of of i I i've since texas tech i i remember (laughs) countless times picking a dynasty with with the red raiders you know so that i could run that running gun i just it, it transformed how i thought of college football and uh you know and it is sad you know it's 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 We've never done anything. I I, I was trying to think. I I don't remember any SEC coaches. You know, you know, head coaches anyway. I I mean, we've had some assistants that have have, have, have you know passed away. But right. it, it's tough when it's when it's so sudden. And um, you know, it, it went from he's he's in the hospital to he was rushed in the hospital to to now he's not going to survive that hospital trip. That's that's a lot to take in. And and I feel so bad for his family um you know i recently lost my mother-in-law and you know you lose somebody close like that to your core i can't i right here around the holidays man it's it's I, you know i don't know if you're the praying type but if you are you know um they could really use it right now so um but like you said on a lighter note one thing i that i do love is is the constant content that we've videos I've not even seen. I thought I was, <laughs> I saw all the pirate videos, you know, and I'm watching this, I'm like, "How the hell did I miss this one?" You know, this is a gem. I wish I wish we could have known him better, man. I wish we could have sat down with him and picked his brain and and gotten closer and maybe have some of our own stories, but it really it, it, you you see how much He's impacted, you know, players and coaches and media. And, uh, you know, when these stories are coming out, he's just – he's he's a piece of a lot of our lives. So right. um, Mississippi State lost a good one, man. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a such a unique coach, Shane.
1: He was featured on 60 Minutes. I mean, how many <laughs> coaches could say that? He went to law school only mm-hmm. to take a – he got married and he took a coaching job, Shane, for $3,000 a year. He's coached football in Finland. Yeah. This is just the, the most unique guy that we've probably ever had in the SEC. And uh, of all the tributes here, Lane Kiffin, I thought, had the very best one. Shane, I'm going to read it here. It's not very long, but he's, this is from Lane Kiffin. I truly loved Coach Leach and every minute I shared with him. I have been able to work with several of his former players and coaches, and they all have told so many amazing stories about the impact he had on their lives. Going back to our years together in the Pac-12, I have always felt tremendous respect and admiration for Coach, his unique personality, his innovative mind, and can't imagine college football without him. I'm grateful to be part of his final win, hug him, and watch him walk off the field like the winner he is. And that's a powerful statement from, uh, yeah, you know his, what is his main rival in the yeah. SEC? You know what? But that again, that just that's the impact of Coach Leach. Even even his biggest rival is uh, just devastated to see him
2: go. You know what? It's it's so wild watching that game and those two interact, especially. I remember the mask, him pulling the mask down. <laughs> you know, at the <laughs> coach conference, and, and and then you think. Like these guys didn't hate each other. Like maybe, yeah, the players did and maybe the fans did or whatever, but there was no chance in hell these guys were going to be fighting at the 50 yard line, you know, (laughs) it just wasn't in their DNA. And, you know, so again, just, just more stories like this is, is what we admire the most about coaching and uh, shit, man. It just, I wish we had, you just don't know, man. You don't know. I, I always wondered what, what, the pirates football would look like in the sec and that's one of the things uh he went on somewhere else and and, and talked on a segment you may post that but um uh, you know that was one of the the knocks on him was that that style of offense would not survive in the sec they're too physical the defense would read them and and, and it was just I, I don't know man it's we got to see it but i felt like it got took Short, man, I, I feel yeah. like it got took way too short and, and uh, I felt like they were on the verge of doing some really special things down there in Mississippi State.
3: What, what You're an offensive guy and you had touched on it earlier about, you know, picking his brand as an offensive coach. As a fellow offensive play caller and play designer, what was it like to kind of match wits with him during a game?
4: Well, there's no one that has done it. And I've, I've said this, this has nothing to do with today you know when everybody's gonna say these th- things. There's no one that has survived change like he did. He ran his system, different conferences, different levels um, for years and years, different players obviously, and still worked. And everybody said in the coaching were well, if he gets to the SEC, the defensive coordinators will figure him out. That won't work, he'll have to change. And you just continued to see him do it. And everyone else around, coaching if you look at when they haven't changed on offense they've gotten it's caught up with them and they've gotten fired and for him to continue to do it i mean we knew his plays we would know what they were running they scored a touchdown and our defensive players were signaling the route at the end of the first half and it still worked that's how amazing the timing and coaching of his passing game was
1: well let me ask you this Shane i've i really wanted to pick your brain on just Maybe it was the one one memory or one favorite memory you have of Coach Leach, whether it's a you know a, a quote or a press conference or a time on the field or win. And you know, for me, it probably it goes back to what you just said, Shane. I mean, a lot of people question whether this was going to work in the SEC. Mm-hmm. His first game, remember, it was the COVID season. They didn't get spring. Yeah, fall camps were unusual. We just didn't know what to expect on the road against the defending national champion LSU Tigers in Death Valley, broke the SEC record for most passing yards with a guy named K.J. Costello that had never played a snap in the SEC. I realized that wasn't Joe Burrow's LSU. I get it, but just, man, I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming. It was just like, we're here, and this works, even at the game's highest level in, in college football.
3: 1,350 yards on the ground last year. Now the throw down the sidelines of beauty, and it's Tyrell Shavers touchdown. Kobe Jones, Castello throws lost one complete. On the run is Mitchell. Mitchell down the sideline touchdown. Bulldogs on first down. He's going to throw it to him, and he's wide open on the sideline if he can find his footing. Now, big play, and he's still on his feet. Calvin Hill down to the sideline. he is gone. Touchdown. Costello looks left, lobs it to the corner. A touchdown. 500 yards passing, and Austin Williams for the schools. too long to unload. Lock is going to expire on the jump ball and it's intercepted in the end zone anyway and Mississippi State has pulled off an upset on the road and picked off the defending national champion and 6th ranked LSU Tigers and KJ Costello, his debut in the SEC, nothing short of brilliant. 623 yards and 5 touchdowns and in a game that seesawed back and forth 9 times the Pirate and the Air Raid offense of Mississippi State has come to the SEC.
2: I would love to say mine is really football related, but I'd be lying. I think the the one that got me the most with the Pirate was, was when, and it made me think, there on after, every time I see a team or two teams going against each other, it, it's still... It, it, that little thing pops in my mind as if these two mascots met in a dark alley, which one's going to win? You know, I never thought about that. And then when he went on that ramble with the pack 10 mascots, I, I'll never not remember that. And, and hell, we've even done power rankings in, in on our podcast, because I think, well, about first of all,
0: what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? we got to consider that. I'm going to say the wildcats out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? Uh, the Bruin, definitely formidable. Um, uh, another bear up there at Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree is going to get chopped down. Um, it's unless we're going to go with a bird and somebody might get pecked or something, I don't know. And then... Um, the duck, the duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. Uh, the husky, no chance. Uh, the beaver, well, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. Um, the, uh, the ute, again, we're back to, uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that youth has got a rifle, there's some definite problems. And then, um, <clears throat> and uh, and you know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil, because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Um, just as far as a beast alone, uh, a buffalo is going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu- a buffalo is d- utterly outstanding. Well, but Butch but is going to have to be clear-minded and crafty. I mean, Butch will Butch will find a way. There's no question. The Cougar find a way. Uh, clear-minded and crafty—a combination of stay out of harm's way and and uh, and attack when you get your uh, your chances or your openings.
2: So I think that was probably one of my favorites. Is it's because you know, you know, Texas Tech. Their story. You know, there was yeah. a reason he left down there. You know, but it was three years before he got another another job, so it's kind of like he got lost there for a minute, and then you get a little bit of that story, and you're like, "Oh, this is why I love that guy." So I don't know. I, I've I've always been a fan of him, but when I think of of Mike Leach, I will never not think of mascots fighting to the death. <laughs> <laughs> and a- another thing I wanted to say, Shannon, I mean just. All Twitter
1: has been from at least on my timeline today is just stories of Mike Leach, tributes to mm-hmm. Mike Leach, and there so many bizarre stories, but every one was humorous. Yeah, and I think that was a, the lasting legacy, and we have barely even scratched the surface, Shane, on the guy that his footprint or, or fingerprints is all over the game of football to yeah the NFL to high school. I mean, this is a guy that coached at Texas Tech, Washington State, Mississippi State. And with all due respect to those three schools, you can make the case, you know, those are three of the toughest jobs in their respective conferences. Yet, Mm -hmm. he went to a bowl game 19 of his 21 seasons. He won eight or more games in 13 of 19 last seasons. He's got more wins over ranked opponents as an unranked team than anybody in AP poll history and damn near half the SEC Shane is now running some version of his offense or at least offense that was inspired initially by his air raid system. And I think that, uh, you know, that should be recognized uh, on
2: day like this. You know what? Yeah. And it, it may not be championship rings, but like you said, it has produced championship rings through other coaches. Um, I, I think one of the things too, with the pirate is, you know, he, he wasn't the cookie cutter mold, you know, I I think a lot of times it's like, like you just talk Lane Kiffin. Well, Lane Kiffin used to be a a football player. And then all of a sudden he went got a, a clipboard and decided to start coaching. That's how most of these guys did it. They did it at some success in college football. I mean, hell, even Nick Saban. You know, little Nick Saban played college football. You know what I'm saying? So he yes. didn't he didn't fit that mold. But you're starting to see other coaches uh, get the same chance as him, and more of the analytic side, which is kind of kind of crazy. And I, I can't help but think it's inspired a little bit by Coach Leach. You know?
1: Right. And man, again, one of my favorite stories that I heard today after news of his passing, Shane. Bruce Feldman who co-wrote uh, his auto uh, biography with Coach Leach it's called Swing mm-hmm. Your Sword I got it in my hands right here. He says <laughs> there's a famous scene from the show Friday Night Lights one of the I saw that. one of the most popular <laughs> shows out there. Yeah. Coach Leach is in it. Well, let's play the clip here, but Coach Leach and it's a great message that he's got on the show, but he filmed this the literally the day before Texas Tech played Texas. That's a, arguably their biggest game of the season. And it's just, you know, that's just how bizarre he was. But it, he was a genius, but he was bizarre. Because Nick Saban, I doubt he does a a million-dollar commercial, you know, six weeks before the season starts. This The mad genius out here filming commercials the day before the biggest game of the year. He, he's just such a special guy. You know what?
0: Hey, do you know how to get to Lubbock?
3: You got to take 61 up to
0: 23. Hey, uh, Dylan, Dylan East, right? You're the coach at Dylan East. You've lost your inner pirate. Uh, you know, sword, it, have you ever heard swing your sword? you supposed to swing your sword like this. You're swinging yours like this. I mean, uh, you've got to find your inner pirate. A lot of times things just happen for a reason. We don't know why God wants it that way, but you can't make the best out of it until you get back your inner pirate. You might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it.
2: And, and, and the audio doesn't do it justice. You need to check that video, him swinging that sword, you know. I thought that was great. And and it's funny you said this before a giant game against Texas. That was one of the things I love most about Leach because I have notifications on on two coaches, Lane Kiffin and Coach Leach. Ironically, the two coaches in Mississippi. And uh, because you just never know what you're going to get. And it's so funny because then you'll see this stuff from Lane where it's Flipmas and – you know, look at all these awards, this guy won, and it's all football related, you know? And then over here, you've got all these memes, like from the arc or something, you know, it's like, it has nothing to do with college football, but it's like sent out at three in the morning. And you're like, what the hell is he doing up so late? You know, shouldn't he be game prepping? No, he's, he's on Facebook looking at memes. So that's, that's the, the unique side of, of Leach. He just never turns off, man. And I think that's, Kind of what what endeared him to so many people, Shane, because
1: he was he was just like us, you know. Mm-hmm. We we've all been there. We've all you know, like you said, three a.m. can't sleep, um, and, and time and time again, I'm hearing you know he texts people at that hour with just advice or recommendations, and um,
2: yeah,
1: man, just just a special guy that really cared about uh, people he interacted with, and that's something you got from his his players as well. He really cared about his players, even. You know, some of these guys jump into the portal—they they're heartbroken. Yeah, that this happened to Coach Leach, which I I think says a lot about uh, the coach and, and his relationship with his players. And you you see stories where people he didn't even know Shane would reach out and say, "Hey, can I shadow you for a you know a day or two to just kind of see your operation?" And he and he would come down there and, and he'd have him for a week, or mm-hmm. he'd invite reporters down to his house at Key West. And I saw another reporter <sighs> say. You know, I was swinging through town. I thought I'd hit him up, go out to dinner. Next thing I, I know, seven hours later, he's
2: giving a tour of his house. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that's just
1: who this guy was.
2: Yeah, and that's why people loved him, and that's why people will always love him because of this. And and you know, I just hope we we, we cherish those memories. And you know, if it's if this has taught us anything, especially here at the holidays, you know, if you're if you if you're thinking about stopping by your mammals or your papa's, you know this this would be a good time to do it you know because you, you're not promised tomorrow and um I, I think there's plenty of people that's been in the pirate's life that would love to have one more dinner with him or you know or wherever he wants to go man if he wants to show the house off one more time i'd i'd be in i'd go through that line 10 times
1: <laughs> 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 all right we're gonna try to close on a happy note obviously a sad time here we're gonna uh, play you know our favorite clips uh, of of Mike Leach. That's how we're going to end this thing. But uh, I just want to recommend anybody that hasn't already. Like I said, I've got this board, this book, Swing Your Sword. It really is outstanding. And I'm I read football books. That's about all I could can muster to to have the attention to read. And I just want to read. This is literally how this book opens. And it's this is classic Mike Leach. Get you into the head of Mike Leach. There's a golden retriever, Shane named pepe and pepe keeps peeing on mike leach's toys on his tent (laughs) his sleeping bag all this stuff and he and this is when he's a little kid he said he's crushed uh him and his mom cleaned everything out and he said i did what most kids would have done at that age i broke down i bawled my mom placed her arm around me she explained it's not pepe's fault pepe can't help it he's just a dog That's what dogs do. They pee to mark their territory. They pee so other dogs will know that this is their home. Pepe doesn't know your yard from anyone else's. He just thinks that the whole area is his home. Well, I was listening to her, but I was not too sure if this can't help it stuff. To me, an awful lot of this territory marking is on temporary things. My glove, my sleeping bag, my toys. (laughs) I'm not so sure this wasn't malicious. She helped me clean everything. And eventually, we got the tent back in order. I realized when I needed to go back into my house and get my toy gun, but I was afraid to leave the tent even for a minute. I figured if I ran inside and rushed back out, I'd be back before Pepe could mess with my stuff. I looked around to make sure the coast was clear. Then I ran to the house, hurried to get my toy gun, and came back out. This time, Pepe had peed inside the tent. I actually had pulled my sleeping bag out into the yard and peed all over it too. (laughs) <laughs> I was completely enraged, broken down, and desperate. I hit rock bottom. Perhaps because I was out of options, my ma- my mind began to clear. I realized Pepe was attacking... Me close to home, where I was most vulnerable. Pepe's strikes were his speed and athleticism. I was neither fast nor athletic. All my weaknesses were being exploited. I kept thinking about what my mom had just said. The thing that stuck out in my mind was, mark your territory. I had cried like most kids do, and that didn't do any good. I thought of ways to kill Pepe. Perhaps I could run him over in a car. Nah, that won't work because I can't drive and my parents would never go for it. (laughs) I became calm and had another idea. I went to the refrigerator and found some meat. I went back outside, looked for Pepe. Here, Pepe. Good dog, Pepe. I called him in as calm and friendly voice as I could. Come here, Pepe. And sure enough, eventually he came towards my hand and began eating the meat. Then I grabbed Pepe's collar with my other hand, dragged him over to a vacant lot next to where no one could see me. Holding Pepe's collar with one hand, I unzipped my pants in the other hand. Still running through my head was all this business of marking your territory. I proceeded to pee all over his head and face. I aimed for his eyeballs, his nostrils, and mouth. Any orifice I could find, I wanted to soak. I drenched his whole face. Pepe struggled until he broke free and ran off. He never messed with me or my stuff again. (laughs) and that's oh. it, it, even at a young age Mike Leach was different and hey like he said he has unique
2: ideas and strategies they worked you know what before the pirate he was a dog whisperer <laughs> 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 Oh, dear.
3: one sports writer called you a football madman directing a sideshow
0: mm, yeah well I don't know I mean uh uh, I, I, I don't have any disagreement with it really. I want all the positions to touch it. Nothing ba- there's nothing balanced about 50% run, 50% pass, because that's 50% stupid. favorite weather pattern happens to be uh, when it rains mud. Dust comes through, rain on top of it, it rains mud. This weather report here, what do I know? I'm a football coach. <laughs> I suggest you go out and do what I do, get out of bed, go outside, then you know. That's how you hate candy corn. What's your I favorite Halloween candy corn? I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears. Let's see, uh, gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, yeah, the the hair bows. Got to be the hair bow ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the the uh, sprees in a box outstanding you have to go to the dollar store to find it but i do and then the latest the, the latest you know there's still candy innovation although a while back i found that europe had better candy than we did overall because <laughs> they have gummy everything and then uh but the, uh, um the uh you know they have those nerds clusters which is new With the gummy yeah which is good the nerds clusters is good and then if you go chocolate uh, probably almond joy Love it. hopefully you'll get some of that next week yeah, yeah we'll see
3: he's known as a football intellectual but his eyes really light up when he talks about the simple brutal collision of the offensive and
0: defensive lines I mean the reason they have footballs is because of the big guys and, and, and you know when O-line D-line go one on one and you know just get incredibly violent I mean that's what it's all about I mean can you get to see those guys just go to war you know and and uh, and it's got all the things that football entails There's shouting there's there's blood there's boogers there's a the whole thing I mean
3: and there's